You're listening to Brave and Boss, the podcast. On this week's episode, I'm going to be sharing my best tips for when you're feeling super stuck. So at many points in our business, we'll kind of hit a ceiling, meaning that we don't know what to do next as entrepreneurs because there is no guidebook for this. So on today's episode, I'm delving into several things you can consider doing when you're feeling that stuckness in your business. So let's get into it. Welcome to Brave and Boss, a podcast for the purpose-driven founder who wants to grow their e-commerce business. I'm your host, Christy Sumer. I'm the CEO and founder of the Ethical Fashion Line Encircled, a conscious business coach and passionate about helping you break through your limits and build a brand that matters. Let's do this. All right. Welcome back to the podcast. If you are new to this podcast, welcome to Brave and Boss Entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Christy Sumer, the founder and CEO of the ethical fashion brand Encircled. If you are a repeat listener, thank you so much for coming back to listen to the show. It means a lot to me that so many of you are enjoying this content. And just a quick reminder, if you have two seconds after the show to rate and review the podcast, it just helps me get more visible. There's now over, I think, 700,000 podcast. So you can only imagine how hard it is to find podcasts that's right for you as an entrepreneur in the e-commerce space on Apple Podcasts. So rate and review, send me some five stars. I will send you some love back for that and give you a shout out on the next show. And before I get into the episode, I just want to chat a little bit about the inspiration behind this episode. So one of the things I've noticed as I've grown my business is that, and I'm sure as you are growing your business, you notice this as well. But what got you to the level that you are today, generally as a rule, you know, there's that famous thing, it's not going to get you, you know, where you want to go. And this is so true. And I remember hearing that like what got you there won't get you to the next level and thinking, ah, that's just like, they don't know what they're talking about. And I also oftentimes heard pretty early on in my business that to people who were sitting around the table with me on my team would not be the same people, you know, when the business was doing like a million or two million or three million. And I always thought that's probably wrong. You know, these team members are die hard, you know, ride or die. They're going to be there. They're going to grow with me. And you know what? Things change. Things really change. And at every level, there's new challenges in your business. And also it requires you to up level as well in your leadership and management style. So what got you from when you were just starting your business to $5,000 a month is not going to get you from five to 25,000 and 25,000 to 50,000 is a totally different leap. And then trying to get over a hundred thousand dollars a month in revenue, you know, you just can't get there the same way that you did before. It's just pretty unrealistic. So it's hard to go into like what details at each level you should be thinking about. But more so, I want to equip you with the tools to start understanding if you are feeling like stuck at a certain revenue level of some things that you can start doing and looking at to get past that level. And I think firstly, I just want to reiterate that it is totally natural to feel stuck in your business. There's many times in my business where sales have plateaued for, you know, a couple months, maybe they've even declined and then come back up again. That is e-commerce. That is product-based business. That is just the waves of change. Maybe some months you have Facebook ads that are on fire. Some months you run out of inventory. Some months you launch a product that's a hit. Some months it's a flop. It's just the nature of business. But generally we want to be averaging out every year in a growth position, right? You want to be investing time in your business and investing resources. So I think the first thing I would say is if you are super stuck right now and you're feeling like I can't get to that next level, whatever that level is, ask yourself, 
why. What isn't working and what is working. So that sounds super basic, but pull out the old notebook and a pen. You know, the funny thing is I don't write anymore and I had to fill out a form the other day and wow, it looked awful. I remember laughing at my parents' handwriting when I was a child and now I have that handwriting. So it's sometimes nice to write things down, I think, and get some writing practice since we spend so much time on keyboards, phones. So make a, you know, a simple pros and cons, what's working, what's not working list. Like what is actually working in your business? And if you're feeling like you don't have maybe the most objective viewpoint on this, you can ask somebody else, maybe another entrepreneur or an employee in your company for their opinion, but generally like what is working? So is, you know, the amount of time you're spending on your business working? Are you launching really great products? You know, are you gaining more and more new customers every day? And maybe what's not working, maybe your inventory levels are low and start to really scrape and identify what some of those problems are, because that's really the foundation. Finding the solution is asking better questions and really identifying what the challenges are in your business versus just sitting there and overwhelmed. Now, this is something I say because I can totally relate that when I feel like I'm stuck in my business, I sit in overwhelm because I'm like, okay, whoa, I could do this, I could do that. There's this, there's this, 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 this. But oftentimes there's something that we're doing already that we could probably do better, most likely. And whenever I hear from people that, you know, they can't scale email marketing or, you know, their Facebook ads aren't working, I'm always like, well, they could work. They're just not working. And there's a difference there. You know, Facebook ads aren't broken. They can be a really great source of revenue for people, but, you know, maybe they're not set up right. So this is a really fundamental, important step. So go back to that note book, put what's working, what's not working, and go from there. Now, once you've got your list of what's working, what's not working, probably want to continue doing what's working, right? Or potentially maybe you want to double down on it if there's room to scale that. So let's say you're getting some really great influencer partnerships and those seem to be driving a lot of traffic and increasing the following on your Instagram. So maybe then you want to double down on that channel. Maybe that will be the key to getting you to the next level. Can you do more? Can you work with more influencers? Can you do deeper collaborations? Can you produce more content. So I often think the easiest start starting place for finding out ways to grow your business really begins with what you're doing already. Because chances are, if you're listening to this podcast and if you're in my Facebook group, you are an action taker. You are one of those people who's not just sitting around and no offense to makers, but you are marketing. You're not just making your product, you're marketing it. You're spending a lot of time on that. And that's really, really important because marketing is what fuels growth. And oftentimes if we get stuck in just making our product, we don't have time for the marketing. And I know most of my listeners are really not that involved in the actual manufacturing of the product being that they're not actually hand making it. So that leaves you lots of time to market. And I know you're trying lots of things. You may feel like you don't have an organized strategy around that, which is a totally different thing, but you're at least doing things and taking action, which I think is really, really key. So we want to start to parse out, you know, what is working, what's not working. So let's talk about what's not working first. So let's say you've identified some things on your what's not working list. What do you do for them? Well, I love the idea of like start, stop, continue. So maybe some of those things are stops. Like maybe you stop doing this. Maybe you decide, maybe on the flip side, maybe you've done a bunch of influencer marketing and it's just not working out. So you need to stop doing that. Full stop, not working out you know, just having trouble finding the right fit, just stop. Maybe you can continue doing something, but optimize it. So maybe there's something you're doing that's not working right now because maybe you're not, you know, let's say you're uploading products to your website, but you're not optimizing 
the SEO. So maybe you need to continue adding new SKUs to your website, but you need to do something differently. So you need to like optimize the copy to make sure that it's SEO relevant. So they'll index in Google. And then I would say start is another option. And when I think about applying start to the like what's not working list, I start thinking about what resources can I apply here to improve the situation. So if you're going to keep doing something on that what's not working list, you better have a clear path to how to make it different. Otherwise, we're just going to create another problem. So like I talked about in the example of, you know, if it's important to constantly refresh your products on your website, make sure the SEO is aligned, then that's a great one. But let's say you have Facebook ads on the right side of that list and it's not working. What can you do? Well, I think you have to firstly evaluate if this is the right channel for your brand. There are a ton of brands that scale with Facebooks, but there's also a lot of brands that don't use paid ads. Now I would say, it's a little bit more challenging to scale without paid ads. It requires a completely different strategy. So if you do feel like paid ads are something that you need to be involved in, maybe you're not the right person to run it. So start thinking about other resources who can help you with this. Can you hire a freelancer? Could you get an agency? Could you find somebody on Upwork or Fiverr to run your ads? Or do you have a friend of a friend who runs ad accounts? Or could you hire somebody internally to do that? You know, you really want to start thinking about solutions to fix some of these issues on that right-hand side of the list. And then for the stuff on the left-hand side of the list that's working, you really want to up-level that. So like I talked about, like that double down. So, you know, if you have that influencer program that's working super well and you really want to scale it, so maybe you continue doing influence marketing, but you just amp it up a notch, you double the budget or something like that. Um, and there could be stuff also that's working for you now that you may not want to continue. So let me give you an example of something that might be a stop. So we do a lot of blog content in circles. We always have, but I would say when it gets really crazy busy and if we're like really crunched, we kind of pull back on the blog content, not because it doesn't add value, but because it's incredibly time consuming to produce. And when you're working with a very limited resource, budget team, et cetera, you know, you have to pick your battles especially when you're small. You know, if you're trying to launch a bunch of products because everything got backed up into one month, you may have to put pause on something else that's maybe not as directly related. So maybe you want to stop doing something on the what's working list because it's taking time away from something on maybe the right-hand side, perhaps. So maybe perhaps you're spending a lot of time on that blog post when you really should be learning Facebook ads. Oftentimes it's totally human nature for us to want to work on what we know and what's comfortable for us. It's very uncomfortable, especially as adults, to learn new things. This episode is sponsored by Chipbot Pylons. Captivate visitors and launch them into action with interactive videos that pop up on your product pages on your Shopify store. Show off your human side. The possibilities are truly endless. The videos and interface are fully customizable to your branding, and you can decide which page they pop up on or don't show on. They work on both mobile and desktop and make your store more human, transparent, and profitable. Trusted by over 100 Shopify store owners, you can get a free month of Chipbot plus $110 off a year subscription, which is an amazing deal to the unlimited plan, visit getchipbot.com slash braveandboss. That's getchipbot.com slash braveandboss. Now back to the show. 
So just like I talked about at the beginning, you know, taking a notebook out and writing this down with a pen and a piece of paper, you know, we often forget to have these skills like drawing and stuff like that. As kids, you know, do you take art class? You're always painting, you're learning music. And then as adults, we stop a lot of this stuff. And it's really important for our creative brains to keep growing and challenging ourselves. But it's also something that as adults, we feel more resistant to because we're more concerned about what other people think and of failing and sucking at something. So I encourage you to look at something that you maybe suck at that maybe isn't working in your business, but could be a key growth channel to get you to that next level and try to find a way to make it work. Even if it's you just sucking at it for a little while and learning and challenging yourself and growing in that area. Or if we talked about the outsource uh, route as well as an option too. And then I think you know, there may be some things on that kind of left-hand side of the list that you're doing that are working really well that aren't there. So maybe there's something that you need to start doing to get to the next level. And what is that thing? So let's say you're sending out email and that's working, you know, pretty well. You're sending out a pretty regular newsletter. Can you start sending out one extra newsletter every week? Could you start posting twice a day on Instagram? Could you upload two reels a week instead of one? Like what can you start doing that would you know, great incrementality in your business. Because whenever I'm feeling stuck in my business, it's because, you know, the tactics, again, that got us here won't get us there. And when you are scaling an e-commerce business, as you get bigger and bigger, you need to become more organized. You need to become more cohesive. You need to have systems and processes. And I know that sounds really boring. And if you listen to the episode I talk about, the P word process, it is so, so important to have processes in your business. I cannot, even today, you know, Encircle is no longer really a baby business, but we lack a lot of processes. We were just talking about it in meeting today about onboarding and we have an onboarding checklist, but it's like really basic. Like it needs improvement. Like I want to put in like training videos and links and stuff like that into this list because I think it could be way more robust and way more useful for somebody starting at the brand. And so that's... That's something I think is definitely an opportunity. And, you know, and that may not end up on either side of those what's working, what's not working list, because oftentimes systems, processes, people don't end up on any of those lists, especially if you don't have them. So potentially you're listening to this episode right now and you just don't have anybody. It's just you and your business. And so what's working, maybe, you know, you've got like creative control. What's not working, maybe you feel overwhelmed because you don't have people on your team. Or maybe that's not even hitting with you yet. That hasn't even landed because you're so new in your business. But what won't get you to, let's say, that next level of revenue is doing all the shipping yourself. So I think you need to look at your business a little bit more objectively and look at also, this is a really big tip of what a business would look like at the level where you want to be next year and the year after. And this is really key. You know, I love a five to 10 year goal. I think it's really important to have those long-term goals, but to have a one and two year very clear plan is also critical because if you're wanting to, let's say you're doing $5,000 a month in revenue right now and you want to get to 50,000, you are likely, unless you're running a drop shipping business, not going to get there by yourself. You are going to need to hire somebody. And so if you can figure out now what that position might be like, you know, what kind of person you want to hire, what their role and responsibility is. Then when you come and have that cash flow ready to hire somebody, you're ready to go. You got that job description, you got the job ad, you're you're good to go. Now that is a lot of like proactive work, but I promise you it will pay off. This is the thing with HR is like, and I guess you can outsource to if that's the issue as well. But oftentimes in that sub $100,000 revenue a month range, 
it's definitely going to be people that you need. You can scale pretty far without systems and processes. The business is going to be really crazy, but you can get pretty far. I've seen some pretty crazy businesses that are fairly big and have no processes. This is really common in the startup world when, you know, you get a lot of money into businesses run by very, very young people who've never worked in corporate. So they will start just hiring lots of people and there's no processes or systems or whatever. I've seen it happen many times. And sometimes it can be the actual straw that breaks the camel's back, so to speak, that it actually ruins the business eventually. So you can only get so far, but I would argue, you know, in that like sub million dollars, you can get pretty far with like pretty rickety systems, policies, and procedures, but you're going to need people. So start thinking about now who you might want to hire to get on board because that person might get you unstuck, whether it's saving you time by doing your shipping and customer service, because that's another big train or helping you with social media and content creation. Like just think of all the things you could give this person to do. It's magical, right? And I'm speaking from experience that like, I love having control, but now with like, you know, 16 employees that we have, I am actually hiring five more people right now because not because I don't want to work, but because there's just too much work for me to do effectively. And I don't want to burn myself out. So I'm proactively hiring these people with the notion that we are going to grow in the next couple of quarters and people may leave, but I want to be in a really solid position with the brand and have the brand feel supported. So think about that with your business. Like, where do you want to be this year? Where do you want to be next year? And who do you need on that bus with you to get there and start carving out that in your mind? It takes about like three to six months to hire somebody, let's be real, from the time of like starting the job description, you get posting, you could probably speed hire somebody in six to eight weeks. Really, it's probably taking more like eight to 12 because you want to leave the job posting open for a while. And I'm going to do a whole episode, I think, on hiring because I've just gone through a major hiring blitz and share some key learnings on that if that's of interest. But yeah, essentially, you just need to really start to think like, if I want to be a $100,000 business, what do businesses at that level do? And that's another thing to think about too, is looking around at other businesses that are at that level, like who has been there and what do they have going on? And maybe you don't know them personally, maybe you can reach out to the founders and see if they're willing to have a chat with you, but it's worthwhile to dig around a bit and see what kind of businesses are at a similar level than as you, because oftentimes you're struggling with the same things. And that's where I feel like masterminds and group coaching is really, really good. Or I'm part of an e-commerce forum for founders, which is really good as well, because you need people who are in your shoes. Not everybody has the same type of business or sells the same type of product, but they've experienced similar types of things, whether we sell auto parts or, you know, you sell beer koozies or, you know, pool floaties or clothing. There's a manufacturing component, there's supply chain, there's inventory, there's pricing, there's all these things. We all deal with them. So I think surrounding yourself with people at your level or who've been above your level and trying to get a little bit of insight for how they grow, what challenges are they facing? What has gotten them to the next level? Because that will open up your mind to things that you haven't even thought about. And this is where too, you can also link in with like a business coach. So that would be like somebody you pay to have a look at your business and say, okay, these things I don't think are working in your business. So if you can't do that, what's working, what's not working list yourself, maybe hire a consultant or a coach to do it and get their objective point of view on it. Because at some point, you have to really look objectively at your business and decide, you know, if you really want to take this business from $10,000 a month to 50, you need to really have 
a good sense of what's there and what's not there. And sometimes that's really hard for us as business owners to do because we're very much in the weeds of our business. So having that objective viewpoint is super key. I just hired somebody last week to help us with our US Entrepreneurs Organizational System Q3 planning session. It's something I've run before myself. Could I have done it again? Yes, I'm a little time constrained right now, but I wanted somebody objective, somebody who wasn't part of the business so that she could also guide the discussion, but also frame it differently. And her input was incredibly valuable and her taking over the agenda and really forming things into rocks and priorities, you know, where we wouldn't have even really gotten, I don't think, to some of those because we would have been stuck in a really high level issue of it. She was able to help us get into the meat of what is actually causing some of these problems at the root, uh, which makes for better solutions, right? So if you feel like you can't even see because, you know, the forest, you can't see the trees for the forest kind of situation, you're just in the weeds, you're overwhelmed, hire somebody. You can find lots of business coaches out there. You can DM me on Instagram if you want some recommendations who can kind of probably go in there and do a bit of an audit for you and look at like your channels and tell you. I'm a huge fan of leaning on the experts, especially when you're trying to scale. And I feel like I did not do this as much when I was building my business and would have probably saved me a lot of time, to be honest, because, you know, especially when you're not super well-funded, there's a hesitancy to invest in some of these things. You're like, oh, I could figure it out. I could watch that YouTube video and, and whatever, you know, tape up that screen so my photos look good. But there is a little bit of bliss and magic to starting to hire experts. And that's either internally or externally to your business because that in itself can help you get unstuck and get to the next level in your business. So, so I hope you found this episode super helpful and inspirational for things you can do right now to look at where you are today in your business and figure out how to get to that next revenue level. And I promise you, whatever you're feeling right now, if you're feeling totally stuck, there's a way out of it. There is maybe a pivot you need to do or a problem you've yet to address or maybe an opportunity that's out there. There's always growth out there. You just need to be able to see it. All right. Just a reminder to rate and review if you love this podcast and tag me on Instagram. If you share a screenshot, I'd love to see it. All right. Take care. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Brave and Boss, the podcast. If you want to take your e-commerce brand to the next level, be sure to check out my website at christysumer.com where you can find all the show notes, free resources and blog posts and principles to help you grow your online store. You can also follow me at K-R-I-S-T-I-S-O-O-M-E-R on Instagram. Find your purpose, make it happen. I'll talk to you soon.